Hi, this is Amber and welcome to today's podcast. The website is sacredspacehealing.org, that's sacredspacehealing.org. For those of you that don't know, I'm a Reiki master teacher and a shamanic practitioner and I've been running my own healing practice since 2007. The website again is sacredspacehealing.org. So thank you to everyone that listens in and for all your lovely messages of support and your feedback on um, how the podcasts have impacted your life, uh, as well as all the reviews that you leave. Um, yeah, thank you for all of that, really. Uh, it makes me very happy. It makes me feel good. <laughs> it makes me feel good that, that these words have an impact on your life in, in a good way. Um, and even if they don't, you know, like, I think sometimes... Well, there's several things, like I think we have free will, so if you're listening to a podcast and, or you're watching something and you don't like the content, then your free will and your sense of self-mastery means that you can press stop and you can turn it off and watch something else or listen to something else. Um, you know, one of the things I've never understood is people who kind of go, oh, this is awful, you must change your opinion, and um, I don't think that always works. I think we have to censor in this day of, you know, multimedia and so forth, we have to censor what we consume for our own well-being, for the first thing. But the second thing is, you know, these podcasts are a mixed bag, and I record them at various stages as different things are happening in the world, and their intention has always been to illuminate, to plant seeds of questioning, to heal, to assist, to trigger, you know, because in the triggering is the healing also, um, and to, to be your friend on this journey, to guide you, to assist you in the, in the best way that I can. Um, you know, if you can't afford a healing, you've got all of these podcasts. If you can't afford a healing, you've got all of the YouTube channel content. So I hope that you will avail yourself of this free content if you find yourself in need at this time and you can't um, afford a healing for some reason. Uh, on that note, I'd also really like to thank everyone that has donated to the podcast channel it's so very kind of you all of the money that you donate goes straight back into creating more free content um and also is part of the bursary scheme to assist those that um may need assistance with uh, paying for healing at this time so all of your donations are really really gratefully received thank you thank you for supporting an individual and a freelancer and a small business and all of those really positive things that i think it's important to do at this time so today's podcast is looking at the theme of unity which i think is a huge theme actually but it's sort of touching on it and um that old colonial way of being in the world which is to divide and conquer um you know, this podcast is being recorded in 2020 in some very intense times. And so it will date itself, you know, in a couple of months, hopefully, it will be very dated. Um, I try not to delete content too much because I think it's good just to keep it out there. But, you know, let's see. But at the moment, we are seeing huge divisions in our world. And one of the things that I'm struck by watching events unfold. For example, today I saw a photo of, I believe it is Chicago, and the bridge 
um, has come up effectively dividing the north from the south, people are saying. And then I was online and um, uh, a theatre practitioner, a black theatre practitioner, a man, had posted a, a tweet saying, don't call us people of colour. We don't, don't call, don't say you're standing side by side with people of colour. Say that you're standing side by side with black people. And he wanted to make that seem like he wanted to make that really clear def differentiation between people of colour and black people. And I was confused. Did he mean that it was, he was making a differentiation because of, he just doesn't like the terminology and feels like black is being erased? Or does he not, or, or, or was he saying people of colour are not black people, our struggle is different from people of colour, so was he therefore excluding brown, you know, Chinese, Japanese, ethnic minorities, indigenous peoples, <sighs> you know, what, what was he trying to say, you know, and it's so hard on social media, isn't it? But, but the, the main thing that I felt as I came across these two um, images and posts almost simultaneously was division and that old colonial phrase, divide and conquer. Um, division, for example, you know, when I think of divide and conquer, I think of the terrible things that have happened in India and Pakistan and Kashmir and how that land was left ravaged by a colonial um, decimation and it never really recovered from a colonial looting of its cultures, its traditions, its wealth. And that I remember hearing from my ancestors, you know, from the elders in my family, what a beautiful place India was to live in before the partition happened. And that side by side, Muslim and Hindu and different people lived together peacefully. And that what actually created great division was this enactment of the partition and then how beautiful land of Kashmir was left unresolved. You know, the battles have raged in that land because it was never really decided who the land belonged to. The, the colonialist left it as a source of forever tension. And this is how you rule, you divide and conquer. If a people are divided, they cannot come together in united opposition towards a tyrannical force, or any force. If a people are divided, they cannot come together in a common cause because they're too busy fighting amongst themselves. And so with the protests that are happening right now in America, we're seeing, you know, some people are saying, this is terrible, how can you be looting, businesses are being destroyed, and so that's already polarizing opinion around the purpose behind the protest marches in the first place. And then you're seeing other people saying that there's infiltrators and that bricks are just being left conveniently on one side and blah, 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 blah. Like, I can't even go into all of the stuff because that's, that's a whole other discussion. But ultimately what we're seeing is division, that there is, there is so much division being created in our world right now. That we're being pitted against each other, that we need to fear the brown face or the black face or we need to fear the migrant or we need to fear... Um, each other even, you know, that who can we trust, you know, with these track and trace apps that we're meant to snitch on each other and tell, you know, 
shop each other in and that there was something else that I read about how people who've lost their jobs during this time will now be offered employment so that they can spy on their neighbours. Like All of this is divisive tactics. It's division. And our innate nature, I believe, as human beings, is not division. We find it very painful. I mean, yes, we the kind of animalistic sides of us fall into it very easily. We get triggered. We want to fight. We want to fight for what we believe in, what we feel is right. But actually... Our innate nature, I believe, is to come into union. It's why so many people seek love. They seek their beloveds. They fall into this whole twin flame thing. Because our innate desire is to be in union, is to be in connection with each other. We, we seek that. We yearn that. And I think we are empty. We are grieving. We are in pain as a collective because we are being pitted against each other all the time and being divided all the time. I've mentioned in another podcast around bullying and sexual harassment, you know, I've worked in a a lot of different work environments and experienced, unfortunately, fortunately, you know, whichever way you want to look at it, some really toxic behavior. And one of the things I started to realize as I became stronger, as I came more and more into my power, was the tactic of the bully is to divide and conquer. So I would often find that when I was bullied, like when I was bullied at school or I've been bullied in work environments, that the bully seeks to isolate you from your peers so you feel alone and then to turn people against you but to also play games with your mind. It's a very sick, sort of vampiric, narcissistic damaging way that certain individuals have to fuck with you so that you 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 are paranoid you're fearful of others you don't want to form connections um and it and it creates division because the bully knows that if you came together with your community and stood strong the bully wouldn't stand a chance and everyone would see the bully for who they really were but how narcissists and bullies work because they whisper one thing in someone's ear and another thing in someone else's ear and then they fuck around with the situation here and they do some stuff over there and they create division i've watched it happen in workplaces you know i've watched those little sort of those dark souls those misguided souls go around and do that they'll whisper something in one person's ear then they go and whisper something in someone else's ear then they create a situation that's inflammatory to create more division and then they sit back and they get a lot of power out of that but it also means that that they get to feel like they have a great sphere of influence they feel like they've conquered they've conquered the ones that they've manipulated and they've conquered the ones that they've subjugated or bullied in some way so I started to observe that with a lot more um, uh, with a lot more detachment over the years and I realized that the only way to, to kind of take the, the energy away from the bully was to not allow that to happen. So to see what they were doing, how they were playing mind games, how they were trying to turn people against each other, how they were trying to isolate the truth speaker. You know, it's often the truth speaker that they try to isolate or the one that they feel most threatened by. And I would observe all that and be like, all right, I see your game. Well, I need to work even harder now at unity. I need to work even harder now at cooperation. Even if that means that I have to, you know, um, work through my own triggers, or even if that means that I have to 
push myself to do this because really, you know, our innate nature it is for union, but our animalistic side wants to fight, right? So even when that animalistic side in me would come up and I'm like, fuck this shit, you know, everyone's falling for the bully, everyone's falling for the gossip, I realized that the 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 inner part of me that's, that craved union, as I believe all humans do, needed to work harder to make connection. So in this time, I share that because it's, you know, it's a, it's a microcosm of something that we are experiencing on a global scale, and I think we can all relate to those situations where we've had to work with assholes who try and bully and intimidate and divide so they can conquer, so they can have power over us. And so in this, these times, I feel that it is paramount that we don't fall into conflict, that we keep coming back into places of unity. Now, if we can't do that with our neighbours, right, if you can't do it with your neighbour, if you can't do it with the politics of your country, if you can't do it with what you're seeing playing out right now, then do it within yourself. Because the battle starts there. You know, do it within the opposing factions within yourself. Find that unity within so you can become a voice for it in the outside world. When you watch marches and protests and groups of people, whether they're at, you know, sporting events or, or other events where groups of people gather around, there is something about a crowd that does something to the majority of people. They are swayed by it. Um, they begin to act as one organism. And it doesn't take long for beauty to be manifested or for great ugliness to manifest. I've never really understood it because I've never really been swayed by a crowd. I guess I've just been one of those souls in this lifetime. I'll be in crowds. You know, I've mentioned I did peaceful protest and I've been in crowds in other places. I'm not a big fan of them, I have to say. Too many energies as an empath. But... Um, you know, I'll be in a crowd, but when the crowd wants to do something, I don't necessarily get swept along with it. You know, I always take a moment to catch my breath and extricate myself from the crowd and ask, is this something I really want to do? You know, I mean, I remember even going on protest marches and people would be chanting slogans and I'd chant them for a while and I'd be like, yeah, that slogan's not really resonating with me. And then I remember towards the end of, you know, because I've I did peaceful protest for a long time, and then towards the end of my time doing peaceful protest, I just, I never chanted anything. I had my whistle, and I had my banners and stuff. I just went so I could walk the streets, I could get it out of my system, you know, like that, something about walking the streets and getting it out of your system that feels good. So I could make my presence known, so I could add my voice, add myself to this momentum, but I never really went along with what the crowd was doing. It just didn't feel right. So... I think some people are more easily swayed than others, and I think crowds can have huge, as I've said before, power. And when a crowd starts to experience something, we start to experience it as well. If the crowd experiences fear or anger or grief or despair or confusion, as individuals we start to experience it as well, and we carry that with us as if it was our own emotion, but actually it's a generated emotion of the collective, and it can easily be manipulated by outside forces. And so the divide and conquer rule is, is, is about that. It's about kind of um, decimating the power of the crowd. Because if the crowd was all together as one and moved as one and, and vo voiced its beliefs as one and um, channeled its energy as one, it would be this unstoppable force, right? 
So the divide and conquer rule comes in to decimate the crowd at subtle levels so that it starts to get irritated by its neighbour, it starts to suspect its neighbour. And while the crowd is busy fighting amongst itself, the shit that was going on can go on even deeper and plant its roots even deeper. And this is why we have the world that we have, because it's a very simple tactic, but it's a tactic that's been going on for a very long time. And the reason that the divide and conquer thing works is because it's, it's specifically targeted to, uh, to, to get to us where our wounds are. Whatever your wound is, you know, it's not just how the light gets in, it's how the darkness gets in. Whatever your fears are, whatever your wounds are, whatever your unresolved stuff is, whatever your triggers are, that's how you are easily manipulated by forces that want to manipulate you. And if you believe that they aren't any forces out there in the universe that want to manipulate you, then you are asleep under a rock somewhere and it's time to wake up. Because of course they are. You know, we're constantly at the prey, at the mercy of forces who wish to manipulate us, to get us on side, to lead us in different directions, whether it is to the light or to the darkness. And we have free will. But our wounds, our triggers, our fears, our insecurities will get in the way of the choices that we can make. We can either make choices that are unifying or choices that are further polarizing. I definitely have a podcast percolating around the theme of unity and unity consciousness and what that looks like for us and at some point that will come out but I I place these words out there around the theme of divide and conquer so you can start to analyze to sit with where are you allowing that to happen in your life where are you being divided from yourself from your truth from your connection to spirit from your innate knowing, from your gut knowing? Where are you being divided from the part of you that can see through bullshit, the part of you that knows when you're being lied to and manipulated? Where are you being divided from your your creativity, your passions, your love, your gentleness, your kindness, your compassion? I think these are all incredible um, gifts that the human being has, that we have as humans. We have incredible capacity for love and compassion and kindness and forgiveness and um, community. And, and we, we yearn for it. We yearn for it much more than we yearn for blood and revenge and rage and destruction. Much more. But the divide and conquer rule will pit us against each other and then bring out these very primal destructive forces in us that will destroy our neighbors, destroy um, what is good for us, because somehow we feel that we are under threat in some way or um, that we have something to prove. And a lot of it is manipulation. So what I'm not saying, you know, at this sensitive time is that um, it's not justified for people to feel upset at this time, as in it's perfectly justifiable to feel upset if you or your family or your friends' businesses have been destroyed perfectly justifiable to feel upset if you are black, if you are a person of colour, if you have experienced racism, um, if you continue to experience racism, it is all of, all of these things, right, they stand. I think enough of you listen to this podcast channel to know where I stand on these things and that as a woman of colour, you know, as a brown woman, <laughs> I, I, I get it, there's lots of stuff that I get. Um, 
but I think we have to rise above this in lots of ways and see how we are being manipulated to hate each other. You know, this guy, I don't know what he meant, what his intention around that tweet was, but when I read it, I suddenly thought, are you saying that the black struggle is different to the struggle of the brown person? Because, yeah, it is different, I agree, but do we have to, do we have to compare it or can we join forces? Can we join forces and try and do good in the world? Because we've both experienced similar things. Yes, it's different. You know, brown people haven't had the same history as black people. And even in that, there's differentiation because there's different types of brown people and blah, 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 blah. Like, it gets so complicated when you try and define it so rigidly. And so when I saw that, I felt like divide and conquer was already starting to work when really we should be coming together. We should be coming together and standing up for things that are important in our lives and in society, for equality, for fairness, for justice, for... Uh, redistribute for, for fair distribution of wealth that we should be putting an end to homelessness that we should be helping those that have nothing that we should be lending a hand to those that are in pain that we are here to be of service on this planet we are here to be caretakers of this planet we are here to do good we're not here to kill each other so my invitation with this podcast is to really think about those words divide and conquer and to think about where in your life that might be playing out, subtly or overtly. You know, I've watched it play out in companies and I've watched myself sometimes fall into that and thought, oh, I should have played that differently because all you were doing was dividing us so you could rule us in some way, dominate us in some way. And if I had just found unity in this moment, I may not have got so hurt, but I could have also risen above this manipulation. And that's not to say that it's easy, because I don't think it's easy. And it's not to say that we become doormats or that we forgive transgressions. It means that we fall into a place within us of unity. And then we're less likely to be triggered into states of reactiveness and divide and conquer and judgment. Which is really hard to not fall into right now. For all of us. Really hard. But that's what, you know, I'm going to use, I might use this analogy quite a bit, actually. If this was a film and we had the evil overlord who was off somewhere in another dimension watching over planet Earth, you know, that's what the evil overlord wants. They want us to fight each other and destroy this planet and fuck each other up because then they win. What do they get out of it? I don't know. Maybe they keep us small. Maybe we never become a threat to them. Maybe it's just a game to them. Who cares what they get out of it? The point is the plan's working, right? In this film, the plan is working. So how can we start to gain control of our narrative on this planet at this time and create a narrative that makes us happy, that is one of love and compassion and unity? Because we are the ones who choose how this story ends. And it doesn't matter how manipulated we are. It doesn't matter how much shit is thrown at us. We still get to choose how this story ends. We still have the capability have the happy ending you know we can still create that can we create that in my lifetime I really don't know but then I never thought that this time would come around in my lifetime so who knows but we can give it a bloody good try so see how those words percolate with you divide and conquer and how can we change that to unify and overcome 
or unite and love. I don't know, find something that works for you, you know? How can we overcome that very entrenched, deeply divisive mentality that has conquered and decimated nations for decades and turn it into something that can create new ways of being in the world that are more in alignment with love, compassion, truth, honesty, and unity. If I can assist in any way, the website is sacredspacehealing.org. That's sacredspacehealing.org. Wherever you are on your journey, I wish you much love, joy, peace, compassion, and unity. Until the next time. Mm -hmm.